Welcome everybody to episode 30 of the Moneyline Madness Podcast. I'm Andrew. That's Matt. How we doing, Matt? I'm feeling good, man. This is the Curry episode coming off a hot dub last night, so I'm feeling it. Episode 30, no Steph Curry, but we here. Oh, well, maybe one day Steph will join us, but uh, yeah, Steph and them, they're coming off a, uh, every single starter in their lineup had double-digit points. That's a recipe for success. That was game one of the Western Conference Finals. That was last night. Yes, Today, sir. we've got game two of the Eastern Conference Finals, so we're going to have some bets for you on that one. Absolutely. And, uh, it's, your, uh, it's your Celtics, obviously, down in Miami going up against the Heat. I mean, yeah. we're not just going to act like that. that ain't your homies over there that just got smacked up the other night. Uh, they, right. <laughs> they did get uh they did get beat up. Uh, it was more, <laughs> it was more Jimmy Butler against the Celtics than anybody else. I think I'm coming. In, I don't know about you, but I'm coming into this game a little bit more confidently now, knowing that it sounds like Marcus Smart's gonna play. When I thought Marcus Smart was playing, I was pretty confident we were gonna win this series pretty easily. Now, after losing a game without him, you realize it's important. As well, I mean, well, the expectations Horford's not gonna play today. He'll play when they get back to Boston. They're going to have to survive without him for one more game. I think they can do that because if they win tonight, I think they could win it in six because I don't think they're going to lose in Boston, to be honest with you. We've seen this Heat team. They don't really play that well on the, on the road. So Absolutely. this could be something that if you just steal one and it felt like early, it felt like they were going to steal the first one and it felt really good. And then. I don't know. That third quarter might have been the worst basketball game Jimmy I've ever just, watched. He took over. I mean, Jimmy well, Butler takes over sometimes on top of you guys not being able to hit a single shot. Well, not I mean, only I don't that, think you put up a point in the first nine minutes or so. No, it was. It, I think it was like 22 to 2 the, the run. But I think what, what made me even angrier was, yeah, Jimmy took over offensively. And they were making it as if he took over defensively. The, the mistakes that Boston made were just careless. Like I don't know what Tatum was doing those back-to-back possessions. You got to take care of the ball. You got to be able to to hold on to the ball. So hopefully they don't turn. He turned the ball over what eight times in that game. That can't happen again, especially against a team where I said it. Three pointers kill you, and and Max Struess and Gabe Vincent. I mean, you had Gabe Vincent's under. I think he had that in the first two quarters. I mean, he was yeah. But then again, let's also discuss how they only do this at home. So only right when they, they go do. back on the road, I'm nailing the unders again, man. That's like smart. that's their role players do not perform on the road no, at all. Even if you, if you turn down a Duncan Robinson, you know, even sometimes Tyler Hero, like these guys don't do great in a road scenario. So while they're home, let them enjoy that. But I think that once you get to Boston, I agree with you. It's going to be <laughs> a little bit easier for you guys. Which is why today. If you can steal this game, you will feel really comfortable. It'll everything we felt after game one, which I was I think every Celtic fan was very upset and, and felt very bad about it. But I think that all goes away if you win this one. Like you don't forget game one, but hey, you took a game at home and now a team that's not a good road team has to come to you two and then you go back and then one. If you win those three, you're going to the finals. That's kind of how you have to look at it. And even without Al Horford, I'm I'm so my bets for this one are uh, the Celtics to cover the three and a half. I thought the spread, it 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 moved a lot when we found out that the two weren't playing. When we found out that they weren't playing, I think it went from one and a half to five and a half. I think. Yeah. And, yep. and they still covered by a lot. So, in that one. But for this one, I think it, as long as Smart plays, I think it'll be a lower scoring game. I don't think Jimmy's putting up forty one. He might put up twenty eight, but he's not putting up forty one on Marcus Smart because it's pretty obvious he's going to be guarding him. Because I don't think the other guys want to do it right now. 
And uh, for speaking of smart, I have him over 12 and a half points. Those are the first two I'll give you. And then I'll let Matt take it from uh, take it from here. All right. Yeah, I like those a lot. I definitely think that if smart plays, he's going to need to come in and give a lot of buckets. He's going to need to contribute because we saw last game his absence. I mean, we put out that clip and it really did seem to reign true that he is the identity of that team. And when he's not there, it is kind of a little bit of mayhem. We've seen the way Tatum controls the ball. He just he can't always be the point forward. Maybe not yet that, you know, he needs to be in that scenario. So Marcus Smart does allow a little bit more guard play for the Celtics, obviously. And when he's healthy, he makes an incredible difference on the defensive end. And now we're seeing it offensively, too. Even just a light 15 points could really make a difference in this game. So one thing that I have uh, a trend during the regular season was Miami just absolutely being disgusting on the boards, on the glass entirely. So I'm going with Jason Tatum's unders on rebounds today. I think that between Bam, uh, Grant Williams, Rob Williams, and now if Marcus Smart is returning, I think that's going to be a lot harder for him to get rebounds. He got eight last game. But during that whole first and second round, we were entirely hitting under under six and a half, right? I think it was still six and a half. Yeah, Yeah, six and a half rebound line was cashing nearly every night. So I'm going back to that. Jason Tatum under six and a half rebounds. And then my big play for tonight is the Jimmy Butler points, rebounds and assists combo. This comes in at a light 39 and a half and he dropped 40 points last game. Yeah, I don't really like it doesn't make sense where this line is coming from. Even if he falls to like 28 (laughs) points, he's still going to hit that because he's going to have at least six rebounds and five assists. Like, yeah, like like, this whole playoffs, he's had to do it all for Miami. Like literally. Kyle, Kyle Lowry falls out. I mean, he was kind of a traffic cone anyways on both sides of the ball. But oh, we're taking he, from Pat Bev. We're taking uh, what Pat Bev said. Is that what he said? Yeah, he called Chris Paul like a traffic cone. Oh, well, I, don't I, dude, Kyle Lowry, <laughs> I mean, Kyle Lowry, if you want to call him other things, he's a chicken nugget. I mean, like the guy just, he stinks at this point. He's old and it's just, it's time for him to pack it in. He got this big contract so he could kind of just chill in South Beach, but he just takes the ball away from Jimmy Butler and doesn't really do anything with it. He try, he just gets cardio in on the court. And it doesn't even seem to be working because he's still built like a chicken nugget. So Jimmy Butler, over 39.5 points, rebounds, and assists because he does this. Like, this is playoff Jimmy at home. He's put up – he's beaten that in points, like, constantly throughout these playoffs. I mean, I'm not sh- exactly sure how many times he's put up 35-plus, but I can – probably give you at least three or four occurrences just in the past two weeks of when he's had to put this team on his back just so they had a shot to win and it's been working for them so yeah um another one that i i just looked at and you reminded me of kyle lowry and i I was thinking in my head i was like do you think spolstra wants him back right now because the way that they were shooting from three with vincent and struce on the floor and and this isn't really struce was good but he wasn't i mean his his Plus minus was like, I think 15 or something. I don't know. It was minus 15. Like it wasn't good. But if you look at it, why would you want a guy who kind of can't, Kyle can't really shoot. He can't really move fast. So would what you does he bring want, to the table? Yeah. Like, you know, at what least, does Kyle at, Lowry bring to you? At least Vincent brings, he's because they're undrafted. They're very gritty. Gabe Vincent's extremely gritty. Um, and they can, obviously they can shoot. They can shoot the lights out. Um, but another thing that I, that with smart back and we keep making this uh, a thing when smarts back, that means 
Peyton Pritchard will hopefully be off the floor. And I love Peyton offensively, but I don't know if you saw how bad he is He's defensively. He's a screen door. He's, it's, it's, it's rough. He's small. It, there's just not much to do about it. The guy dropped 18 points, but I can tell you he, he did more bad than good on the floor because it was just he was getting – they were switching on him and everything was going badly. And But without him on the floor – that means either Brown or Tatum can guard one of those three-point shooters or somebody else, which also means they won't be as wide open now. They won't be as easy to shoot those threes. So I'm not going to go at Vincent because Vincent's is only 10.5, and, and I think he can hit that. I think he can. But Struces is at 12.5. I would hit the under on that because with the difference in the way the, the defense is going to be for Boston, it's going to be they're not going to be as wide open now. Because Smart's going to be on there guarding Butler. Now you've got everybody else. Basically, it's like when you uh, when something when a domino falls, everything else falls. Everything's going to fall into uh, everything. Everybody's going to fall down a notch and be able to defend somebody else this time. So, so that's definitely a key. And uh, one more I've got, and it involves the rebounds. Rob Williams had nine last game. Um, he was he was hurt. He didn't play the end of the game. He had a cramp, and he looked a hundred percent at the beginning of the game. So now if you give me a full game, 100% with the mostly healthy Celtics, without Al on the floor too, which is going to give him some rebounds, over nine and a half rebounds for Rob tonight, I think I'm, I'm hitting that because at this point he kind of has to, but when he when he looks 100%, you see he's a really good player. So I think if as long as he's 100%, and he said it was a cramp, so he thinks he's going to be, and uh, that's going to give me that nine and a half. So ten. No, it definitely makes a difference, especially in the matchup with Bam. I mean, they need him down low because Bam eats up the glass, and if you don't have a rebounder like that to match him, it could be a long night for you, especially with the the way that Miami shoots the ball at home. So, I have one more for that game, and it's just something like Jimmy Butler over five and a half assists. Um, being like I said that they're at home and that they don't have a point guard. He's really looked to, to be this point forward that, you know, distributes in the same way that he scores too. So if I think he's going to get that 39 and a half points, rebounds and assists, you may as well chalk that up yeah. to being at least five and or five or six assists as well. I'm, I'm so thinking in I'm my head, I'm thinking 30, I'm thinking 28, six and six. That puts it matter, right? That, and that seems like pretty yeah, that seems like pretty light for Jimmy Butler. Well, actually. it depends like, on how many points he scores because it's a different defender now, so we're gonna see because he still will be able to if get he, at he's, least I was gonna say if he could get to the line consistently still, which I mean we're seeing it a lot, then yeah. I think it it'll be okay. So my biggest fear is like first ten first five minutes of the game, Marcus already has two fouls. That would be that would be really rough. Be very uh, that forces your hand pretty that's, early. That's one of those things is you you kind of think like, oh, maybe I don't want my best defender guarding Jimmy because no matter who it is, it could be a defensive player of the year, going to get fouls called on him. So you're going to have to use them wisely. Yep. Yeah, it's a sad part of the game, but very it, sad. it really does make a difference. And you got to take that into account, especially when it's the playoffs. So. Yeah. I think that's all we got for basketball today, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to give uh, one sh- uh, one shout out to, uh, or not a shout out really, just a, a public service announcement to Tyler Hero. Um, stop talking shit to Peyton Pritchard. All right, if you're gonna talk shit, talk shit to somebody who's worthy of talking shit. I love Peyton Pritchard. You are a level above Peyton Pritchard. You have a song about you. Nobody's talking about Peyton Pritchard. So if I see Tyler Hero talking shit to uh, Peyton Pritchard tonight. Or any, well, not anybody. He could talk shit to whoever he wants to. But if he talks shit to Peyton Pritchard, I'm gonna fly up to Boston. I'm gonna kick his ass. All right, I'm, I'm getting know. mad. 
I'm getting, Talk I was getting, that was maybe the most, because that was like, that was right after that long run where we were yep. looking terrible. And he goes and he's talking to Peyton Pritchard. I'm like, I literally looked at my brother. I was like, why is he talking to him? Talk to yeah. Tatum. Talk to somebody. Tatum was the one playing badly. Tatum yep. was turning the ball over and he went and he was yelling at Peyton Pritchard. I was like, all right, this guy's soft. Yeah, all right, bro. Yep. He's soft. Yeah. So we'll see tonight, man. Or when, once they get on the road, we will definitely see. Definitely. So, all right. You want to head over? I got a few baseball picks if you want to uh, rally them off to the people. Hell yeah. The baseball picks are uh, starting early today. I think the first game's at like 1230. So. 1235 for the Yankees. I believe the Yankees, yep. right? Is it, yeah, Yankees play at 1235. So, yep. there you go. Let's, uh, let's start there. <laughs> yeah, we always we always start with the Yankees. I feel like Might as um, well. I mean, listen, yeah, it's nine free- series wins in a row. They are now twenty eight and nine. Mm-hmm. It's it's all there for them. you know. It is it's all there. They're four and a half games up of the next uh, team in the AL East, which is the Astros, and it's just it's literally nothing but vibes right now. Very much so. And, and so, on a night on a night say, where New York's. On a night where New York sports was, uh, I, I know that if you were watching the Mets game, the air went out of that stadium in the sixth inning. Like, I've never seen that before. On that night, the Yankee fans are still enjoying the hell out of their nights every night. So, because they're yeah. winning every game they play. So, yeah, I don't know what you have in this one. Do you want to start this one or? Um, you start it because I'm coming with a little bit heftier of a, a more bold of a pick, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I got a Jordan Montgomery six-plus strikeouts. It's the Orioles. It shouldn't be that difficult. And a Yankee win, which also should not be that difficult. That comes in at plus 235. So I like those odds on that and the, the value of that one. Six. It's Also, it believe it jumps up to seven strikeouts and I think plus 300 around that. So if you're looking yeah. at that, one difference, uh, difference in one strikeout for that much value is pretty good. So you can pick... Pick and choose on that one, but I'm going that he'll have six strikeouts today in a Yankee win. Yeah, I I don't like I don't dislike that at all. I mean, it's the Orioles, so yeah. we'll definitely take it where we could get it. Um, I'm going along the same route. I think that the Yankees definitely complete the sweep today. Um, one thing that I do have that, like I said, is a little bit heftier of a pick is I have the Yankees run line at minus one and a half, and then I'm combining that with an Aaron Judge home run. I think he's going to comp- continue this little uh, parade that he's got going on. And what better way than to beat up on a bad team like the Orioles? This is the final game of the series. You're going for the sweep. You may as well make it one of your type of signature games. I think Aaron Judge hits a home run and the Yankees take this one by two at least. Do We, we might as well make this a segment. Um, do we have a number on Bruce Zimmerman strikeouts? Because it is still the Yankees and uh, there is no Gallo. So I'd probably hit the under on it. Oh, so, do we have a number on Bruce's on four and Bruce a half. Zimmerman? That's low. Four and a half, four and a half yeah. is low, so I'm not gonna. I wouldn't hit that today. If it was five and a half, I probably would. With no Gallo, they're not gonna strike out as much. You don't yeah. get those two for strikeouts. So, yeah, definitely Good. not. And they're they're learning from their mistakes. They're taking him out of the lineup. Maybe he's going to you know work for the halog cart in the uh, the back of the Bronx. So we'll see what's going on with him. And uh, yeah, like I said, hopefully he's off the team soon. He's going to find himself playing for Baltimore if he keeps this up. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't mind it. If they want to give us Cedric Mullins and, uh, as, a, as a little is piece. Is Cedric like, Mullins sitting above 200 yet? I, I'm serious about this because I was I very mean, he's a great. Him. He's a great defender. He's, That's he's, He is, but like he's hitting. Oh, he's not playing today. Well, Cedric Mullins, when I saw that he was hitting under 200, made me very sad because I went to see a Baltimore um, 
Mets Baltimore game last year, and he was very kind. He threw a, he threw a ball to my friend. So no, nah, he is. He's a very good very guy. Very good guy. So I, I was very upset when I saw he was not hitting. Well, I would take him for Joey Gallo any day of the week. I think everybody but Baltimore would. <laughs> would yeah. <laughs> I have actually, so I'm looking right now. I didn't even realize that I did this. I have three more picks, and they are all plus money. Oh, so, so you're going yeah, out there. You're going I, out I guess so. I didn't I even guess. think, the, I don't think these are that rash, but I guess I'll just hit you with them. Um, I got you, Darvish, and the Padres beating the Phillies today at 1 o'clock. That comes in at plus 102. And honestly, I just don't, I don't know. I don't, the Phillies are, a fastball hitting team, and with you, Darvish, on the mound, he's got too much in his tank to really, I feel like, fall to a team like the Phillies, especially with the way Schwarber hasn't been hitting great. Castellanos can't find the ball. I mean, Didi, just he's lost out there, too. And the only one that's really doing anything is Bryce Harper. He's kind of had to carry that team, and one guy in baseball, he can't give you the Jimmy Butler. You know, like, he can't do that by himself. So I'm taking you, Darvish, and the Padres at plus 102, um, this also looks like one of those weird kind of run line scenarios. I don't know if you're peeping this on FanDuel the as well, one and a half. but they're one and a half plus one and a half is at minus two Oh five. So yeah, I, have I feel that. like you have that. Yeah. You're taking yeah. that one. Yeah. They so did you say the spot. money line was at plus money? Yeah. So maybe I just switched to the money line. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. Probably so what like I for, do. Yeah. For the value now that of you're, minus 205, yeah. like I definitely think that they can beat the Phillies. Like, for that, oh, for that yeah. value, with you, Darvish, on the mounds, like this is the type, um, this is the type scenario that the Padres have been waiting for. They're finally getting their yeah. pitching staff fully healthy, and they're going to try yeah. and make that run, especially when Tatis is back because they've been playing good baseball. So, yeah, Blake Snell came back last night too. I want to give a lot of credit to Bryce Harper. I can only imagine how the pain of his his arm, uh, what was it, his shoulder or arm? His he, UCL. His UCL. So it's his, yeah. So he has a torn UCL right now. He's still playing because he's DHing. I'm sure everybody's saying, well, he doesn't have to throw. I'm sure it doesn't feel great to be swinging either. It probably still hurts. So that has to hurt. And also the back of carrying this terrible team on his back is probably weighing on him heavily. So um, a lot of credit to Bryce. But yeah, I'm I'm with I'm I'm switching my pick to the uh Padres money line because it's plus money, like you said. I had them minus I had them at plus one and a half. I'm gonna just pick them to win the game. I mean I yeah, think they're really. Win. I feel like they, they. I feel like that plus or minus two hundred five is just that's such a long shot in terms yeah. of like having to bet such a unit size. Yeah. And like I don't want to bet that much on the. Yeah, there's the not that much Padres. value like, there. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather bet a couple beans and then you know, get a larger unit back. Yeah, I'd rather head over to Queens and and bet on uh Chris Bassett. Oh yeah, let me hear it. Oh yeah, the, at this moment, this is the future. This is the Mets ace right now because of what happened last night, which I don't want to talk about. Um, Chris Bassett against the Cardinals at one ten. Um, the Mets won the season series against the Cardinals. They've clinched it. These teams hate each other. I've realized that last night again. Um, so I've got Bassett seven plus strikeouts and a Mets win. That's a plus two thirty five high value. You don't have to put that much on it. And I think it's gonna happen because the Cardinals strike out. Usually they usually don't. They're usually a fundamental team, but man, every outfielder that that team has strikes out at least twice a game. Like O'Neill, Bader, Carlson, they're striking out, and Arenado's been striking out a little bit. We're too, not even that's... talking about o- Ozuna, right? He's yeah, no, no, no. Ozuna, Ozuna's um, Ozuna's Ozuna in Atlanta, left. Ozuna's in Atlanta. Ozuna isn't. Wait, no, 
Yes, he is. He left yeah, Carolina. Yeah. yeah, my bad. But no, everybody that you usually doesn't strike out, Arenado doesn't strike out. Goldschmidt has always struck out a decent amount of times. He's been actually lowering his numbers, but their guys are striking out a ridiculous. Like, Arenado's he, having an awful season too. Yeah, he's not having the, to be for him. He's having know, a lot of RBIs. Paid. I'll give him that. He has, I believe, he has the NL lead in RBIs because he's just getting on with so many guys on base. But man, with with Yachty back, they also lost their shortstop last night, uh, Edmundo Sosa. So I I'll, can only imagine what the lineup's going to be like tonight. But in a day game, getaway day for the Cardinals. I'm taking seven strikeouts and a Mets win pretty easily. Although they also have a pretty solid pitcher, Dakota Hudson, on the mound. I think the Mets lineup after scoring 11 last night, they're not going to let us down. So thinking that's a that's a pretty pretty good one for good value too yeah and considering you guys were able to put up put up that many runs and Lynn Dork is doing absolutely nothing on the offensive side of the ball it helps it definitely makes you feel yeah a he bit is better. um he was uh he was taking it on the chin from the media too he needs to uh he needs to get going and I think he knows that so yeah it'll come I mean maybe hopefully for you guys hopefully not hopefully. if you're a Yankee fan <laughs> yeah. so you know it is what it is uh, I got two more picks baseball wise. Uh, one more that I'm going with is the Chicago White Sox minus one and a half. That comes in at plus 114. They're playing the Royals. Royals are one of the worst teams in baseball. And the White Sox, this is their last game before they have to play another series against the Yankees. So oh. they may as well enjoy and get this That's dub. In while they can. That's in it their head, too. That's in their head. It definitely is. After getting. <laughs> Dude, after beating up on them the way that the Yankees did last week, there's no way that they don't like they know they need to win tonight or else they could really be put put their backs up against the wall. If you lose against a, a bad team like the Royals and then you have a chance of getting swept at home or I mean in the Bronx against the Yankees. So it gets really interesting. I have them covering the run line of minus one and a half plus 114 against the Royals. It doesn't seem that hard. I mean, honestly, the Royals hey, go look at the ERAs in that game. Usually this is about the time where you start to see like the ERA start to flatten out because you're starting to make more like seven, eight starts now. The, the ERA is Vince Velasquez, 553. And then Hernandez for the Royals is 911. I well, mean, I was going to say, bad. yeah, they, yeah. the Royals stink. The Royals absolutely stink. And the White Sox can't seem to find a starter past Keitel. Yeah. So that's really like their only weapon that they, yeah, have. they have they have to score it that's pretty clear at this point so yeah um i got one more it's uh diamondbacks scoring over four runs today they're facing marcus stroman it's, it's the values a little lower so you got to put a little bit more on it but they're facing marcus stroman was a 513 era i think this is his second start back from having covid and he doesn't throw very hard and this is a team that can this team as bad as they're you think they are their record's very good and they can hit a little bit. They they haven't been scoring a ton of runs all year, but they can hit. They've got guys like Cattell Marte. They've got guys like that that can hit. So if they get a couple runners on base, I don't think five runs is out of the out of the question here, especially against a pitcher who struggled this year. So in a new place in Wrigley, where the runs can come very easily. So I really think that that's a that's an easy one tonight. Over four runs for the Diamondbacks. That is. I like the D backs, and I definitely think that they've been getting a little bit disrespected. Being the they're 18 and 21. It's not like they're that bad. No, they really aren't. And honestly, a, a good little stretch, especially if another team finds themselves in a bit of a, a rut, can find you know the Diamondbacks at the, a top spot in the division. So that's all it takes in the MLB is a one or two weeks of you know hot baseball in comparison to some really bad baseball. Yeah. And things get shaken up a lot. My last pick, baseball wise, 
Um, I have the Astros at home tonight uh, covering their run line of minus one and a half. That comes in at plus 100. They're going up against the Texas Rangers. And the last time I bet on the Rangers was the Noah Syndergaard game. And the Rangers absolutely shit on them. So oh, yeah. I don't think that happens against a better team like the, the Astros. Um, they've been playing some of the best baseball that we've seen American League wise. Uh, nobody really thought that the Astros were going to do much this season, especially considering they lost Carlos Correa. Um, they lost Marwin Gonzalez as well. So those yeah. are two. Uti- obviously, Correa is a superstar, but Marwin's a utility guy as well. And so I think that between Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve and uh, Breggy over there, that they should be able to take care of things, especially against a bad team like the uh, Rangers. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Uh, let's not bet on Noah Syndergaard anymore this year. No, definitely. But also, something about the Astros that I don't think anybody's talking about. Justin Verlander had not pitched for two years. I think he's 39 now, and he's he looks really good. So uh, it's uh, quite impressive. The devil. So it might. Hey, listen, he gets paid a lot. I was going to say he gets paid a lot, and he's still this good at baseball at age 40. Like, there's something fishy going on. Never know. Never know what injuries are going to creep up. I learned that last night. I. Us, we have. I've kind of danced around it because I don't want to talk about it that much because I am very scared for the results tonight. But when when Max, well, they had panned the camera off Max Scherzer because it was a it was just a nothing pitch. They panned the camera to the crowd, and then I just hear Ron Darling give me a Scherzer's done. He says he's out, and I'm like, what? Is he leaving the field right now? Is he just not want to play anymore? I'm like, what's going on? And then he's like, he doesn't, he can't do it. And then I see Buck coming to the mound and Hefner coming to the mound. And I immediately thought your heart oh, drops. Yep. My heart dropped the air out of that. St- My friend was there. He said, you couldn't hear, you could hear a pin drop there. And then fast forward about 15 minutes. And all I'm seeing is Hefner's lip reading and shout out to John boy. They gave us a good lip reading and they said, it said just his back, nothing bad. And I, I feel very calm about that. <clears throat> Scherzer feels calm about it. So I'm a little bit calm, but my immediate thought was, Man, Jacob Degrom must feel like shit right now. If he if Scherzer goes down, Degrom's gonna feel like he let everybody down, and he shouldn't. D- Jacob is not the reason he's hurt. It's just the way he pitches, the way we love to watch him pitch. And same thing with Scherzer. So Scherzer should be okay, but if he misses a few starts, this rotation's going to be very interesting because they're gonna have to bring up Thomas Sapuki, and uh, not gonna be good. So it's gonna be Ooh, very yeah interesting. Yeah, and like I said, two bad weeks of baseball could really make a difference. So yeah. hopefully you guys don't have to resort to that, and hopefully the big shares can get back on track pretty soon. Yeah. Luckily, Philly's not good. So yeah, I was gonna say, luckily, yeah, and Atlanta's also not playing Seven, good at yeah. all. So yeah. it's been uh, it's been an easier ride for you guys. But we talked about how that late June schedule kicks up a little bit. So hopefully you can uh, stay consistent at least until some of these guys get healthy. Yeah, they're, they're going to have a day off tomorrow, too, because it's supposed to snow six inches in Colorado. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I think that's going to do it for my picks today. I think I'm good. I think I'm ready to go uh, bite my nails until the Celtics game starts because I'm very nervous. <laughs> so let's, let's, yeah, <laughs> sounds like a plan. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been the Steph Curry episode, a.k.a. episode 30 of Moneyline Madness. It has been real. We will catch you in the next one. Take it easy. Go dogs.